Welcome to the Unapologetic Designer Podcast, where we chat controversial design topics and expose the raw truth about life as a designer. Today, we are chatting things that repel potential design clients. And I'm going to start this out by naming off the really obvious stuff. And although these things I'm about to name are super obvious, they're actually often overlooked, and I see a lot of designers making these mistakes. First off, we're going to start with grammar. Obviously, if you're selling professional services of any kind, you want to make sure that you have proper grammar on your website. There's no spelling mistakes, and for my people who you know, have issues with that, hire a copywriter or exchange services with a copywriter because it can seriously impact how people perceive you and your brand. That's a very important thing. And it's something I see being overlooked on a lot of newer design websites. This next thing also involves websites and overall brand presentation. And that is a low quality photos. Now, I'm not saying that you can't take great photos with an iPhone because nowadays you really can, but you want to make sure the photo is clear, it's not pixelated, you have a bright, well-lit environment, and whatever you're doing in the photo reflects your brand. A big mistake I see on a lot of newer designer websites is that they might have like two to three photos and it's just some headshot iPhone photos that were edited probably to the max and kind of placed on the website. And they really need something that's going to do them justice that looks a little bit better than that. You can get a good, well-lit iPhone photo in a studio or in your room by a window. It's all about the placement, the time, the lighting, presentation, just setting up the environment and taking a good photo to get you going is better than just trying to find one you already have from some random photos you had taken in a random environment that probably don't reflect your brand. And if you don't have the budget to invest in a brand photographer, you can also look into, again, exchanging services with a photographer or even doing branding minis. That is something my photographer offers, and she does it a few times a year. And this is basically like a low-cost option to go shoot for a little while, get a few photos, and have at least something to work with for your website. The alternative to using an iPhone photo is stock photos, but I'm really not a fan of doing that either because nowadays almost everybody knows about stock photos and a lot of them are constantly overused and when you see them, it's really obvious. Like you look at it and you just know that it's a stock photo. It just doesn't feel branded or unique in any way when your website is just filled with stock photos. Now, sometimes at the end of the day, if you've got a website up and your brand mini shoot isn't for another few weeks, you might just have to settle for stock photos. But the key with this is finding stock photos that are not widely used. 
So they probably will cost some type of fee. And my co-founders and I behind the Brief Collective actually had to do this for our website when we first started because we all live in different states. So we didn't have any photos together. So we did have to use stock photos when we were first getting things going before we met and had our photo shoot. And we got our stock photos from a stock photo membership website. So basically like you pay a monthly fee and there's new photos uploaded every so often. You can get access to all of the content in this photo membership website, which allowed us to have stock photos that were less widely known. Now I want to talk about the less obvious things that repel clients. This one right here is probably one of the biggest client repellents, and that is going straight to selling. Whether it's on your website, whether it's during the phone call, if all you do is get on the phone with a potential client and you're like, okay, what do you need? Here's the cost. They're probably not going to work with you because a client is looking for somebody that is going to help them reach their goals and get results. And on the surface, it might seem like all they care about is a logo and a color palette and fonts, but what they really care about are the results that having that cohesive brand identity is going to get them. And some clients don't even know that until you kind of work your way into the conversation of, okay, what are your goals? How can we work together to ensure you achieve these goals and explain how your services are going to help them reach that vision they have for the future? That's what we're here to do. We're here to serve our clients. We're not here to just sell them on the deliverables. Furthermore, another thing is when you're having calls with your clients, you as the designer should be leading the conversation. We just had our Design Biz Academy student discovery call practice at the Brief Collective, and this is one of my favorite calls that we do with our students inside of DBA because it's such a fun activity, and having discovery calls can be nerve-wracking, especially your first few. And so many people make the mistake of going straight to the deliverables and then kind of letting the client lead the conversation when it should really be the other way around. When you get on a call with a client, you should be asking them all kinds of questions to better understand their goals, better understand their needs, and ultimately figure out how your services can help them reach what they see for themselves in the future. It's really awkward when you get on a call and you're not really asking many questions, you're not really leading the conversation, you're just letting the client do everything. Nine times out of 10, the client is going to have no idea what this process is even supposed to be like in general. And that's another reason you have to take the lead and kind of work them through the conversation so you can really get to the end goal of, okay, this is how we're going to work together to reach your goals that I just learned you have from this call. Another giant client repellent is not being able to explain your process in a simplified way. Something we have our DBA students make inside the Brief Collective are process roadmaps. And these are extremely useful because it's how the client goes from having a call with you to working through the project and exiting that project. 
and having a visual reference laid out that you can not only look at while you're explaining your process, but also share with your client is extremely helpful when it comes to talking to them about your specific design process. Most people will either talk way too much and provide too much detail about every little step of the process and the client becomes overwhelmed or the client just doesn't understand the process at all because it hasn't been explained in a way that they and if they can't understand how you guys are going to work together they're definitely gonna go find someone else another unusual client repellent is being too cheap and i know this might strike some people as odd because a lot of designers think that offering lower budget services gives them a competitive pricing advantage when in reality what that does is attract a lot of lower ticket clients and actually repels those higher quality higher ticket clients because if a high ticket client is looking for a designer and they go get quotes from four designers and all of them are 7k plus and yours is only 3000 that's going to raise a red flag in their mind because they're going to start asking, okay, why is this person so cheap when all of these other designers that I've talked to are much more expensive? They're either going to think that you're new, they're going to think that you're inexperienced, or in a lucky situation, maybe they'll choose you because you're cheaper, but oftentimes, when somebody does that, it means that they're just looking for the cheapest designer because they don't actually care about those results. And when a client doesn't care about the results, that's usually the type of clients that are going to be very hard to work with, very hard to please, that you want to avoid. The last thing I would say that can be a client repellent is not having confidence in yourself. When a client gets on a call with a designer, They want to be guided through the process. They want to feel like they're in good hands. I mean, they're giving you control over their entire visual identity. This can be a total game changer for their business. And they want to know that whoever they're investing in knows what the heck they're doing and is going to seriously support their business. So if you get on the call and you aren't confident in yourself, You don't know how to talk about your process. You don't know how to talk about the deliverables. You aren't asking the right questions and you're afraid to lead the conversation. They're probably going to feel like you're not the right fit because you just don't seem confident. And that might make them feel a certain type of way about your abilities. Whether that's true or not, you might have great design skills and be a great designer, but if you can't exude that confidence during the call, it might come across as if you don't have good design skills and you aren't as good as you actually are. I think that's about it for the top things that repel clients, especially in my mind as a designer and design coach. One reason I know a lot of these things is because I actually had an undercover client go into our Design Biz Academy and our students actually pitch their services to this client without knowing that they were reporting back to us 
And so I got to learn a lot about what it's like from the client's perspective when reaching out to a designer and the things that they are really looking for and the things that raise red flags in their mind. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unapologetic Designer Podcast. If you'd like to submit your unapologetic design opinions, head over to the link in my description to submit yours anonymously. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can follow our Instagram page or you can sign up to make a monthly donation. I'll see you in the next episode.